0: So this is Lauren Fiorelli, and I'm here at the Greenpoint uh, branch of the Brooklyn Public Library, um, sitting with uh, with Kathy Munjak for um, Our Streets, Our Stories, and today is uh, <laughs> December nineteenth,
1: two thousand fifteen. Okay. okay. So Kathy, so my sister's landlord was selling his one of his buildings, and I went to look at it. I saw one apartment, and it was a real handyman special. <laughs> So handyman special, but um, going back to when I read The Good Earth, I um, took the advice of that author, and I bought the property for 35000 and now it's worth over $3 million. So that's the good part. But going back to um, 1980 when I bought it, um, I had to start from scratch, um, replace the electric from the street, and I when I did something, I did it right. I replaced uh, first the electric coming from the street, and that was the first thing because there were sparks flying in the basement. And from then on, I mean, it was then I had to do the sewer over, and I did it from the street. And the whole neighborhood complained about my building because it looked so—it was the sore spot on the block, and nobody would talk to me. And they asked the former owner, when is she going to put siding up? When is she going to do something? And I told Frank Borosik, I said, the next time somebody said something to you, I said, hold out your hand, <laughs> <laughs> meaning, meaning. <laughs> to give you some money so I could do it. Because when I did something, I wanted it done up to code and correctly. And I was more concerned about the inside guts of the house than what it looked like on the outside, because when you have sparks flying, you're going to have a fire. <laughs> and they're worried about how it looked. And then my tenants, I had tenants, you know, they always talk about the landlord, how bad they are. They don't make repairs. But what happens when you have a tenant who granny lets her grandson live there, who's a lowlife, and every time granny doesn't give him money, he breaks something in the in the apartment to get her in trouble. And I would always hire a, le- a carpenter, licensed carpenter, licensed plumber to fix whatever they broke, and in the end, I had to hire a security guard when finally Granny left because I was going to sell the building. At least they believed I was if they didn't leave because they just wrecked the building. I had pigeons flying in through holes in the wall. <laughs> I had, It was a real mess.
0: How big was your building?
1: It was an eight-family uh, apartment building. I don't know how they used to cram so many kids and people into these little apartments, but they did. But in 2004, after I had already... I did the electrical from the basement up. I did the plumbing from the basement up. I was ready to renovate. I borrowed money and hired a contractor, and now I have a the best-looking building on the block. It has sprinkler system in the hallway. Nobody else does, and... Now they can look at the building and say oh it looks nice but it also looks nice on the inside.
0: <laughs> and so you're still at the same building.
1: I'm still at the same building. I would just wish I had another 35,000 back then to buy a few more by bitten. But um And you know they're they're um making the neighborhood look nice. They're cutting out the sidewalks and planting trees. But um some people already had nice trees and nice flowers growing around and they dug it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they dug it up and, and replanted? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I don't know why. Uh, the guy around the corner had a nice little garden around the tree, and they came and they uprooted it. I don't know why, if they want to make everything uniform, or the guy didn't realize this is already planted. But anyway, they um, the neighborhood's really improved. Not not that it's improved, it's just more lively. Like now there's people on the streets. 30 years ago, it was the quietest neighborhood. There was nobody it was like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, everybody's in the house. Now you the young people are out. Twenty four seven there's every people walking back and forth from the subway to their house, you know, to yeah. their home, their apartments. So that in that respect there's a lot more babies around and young young kids. So it was like a, a neighborhood going I don't know if it was disappearing or going on a decline, but now it's like it's like a nice place to be. How did you
0: feel about the neighborhood when you first moved here?
1: When I first moved here, I came from Delaware. So I came from places where you would walk barefoot, and um, you didn't have to lock your door, and you didn't have to lock your car. And I came here, and um, I let my sister's kids go outside barefoot, and the whole neighborhood was talking about me.
0: How did that come back to you? How did you hear that
1: their talking? Uh, because they they told my sister your the kids were outside without any shoes on, and she comes upstairs. What do you? What happened? What did you? Do? <laughs> you can't do that in New York, and uh, I said I said what? Well, what did I know? You know I always used to walk barefoot in the yard and whatever out in the out in the farm country.
0: <laughs> so it was an adjustment for you. Right?
1: Yeah, and the other thing was I, I wasn't used to hanging clothes from the fire escape. Everybody had a clothesline. So to me, that was kind of odd to, you know, I'm, I used to hang, well, we had dryers and um, to see clothes hanging outside. You drive and all the clothes are hanging out for one first, second, third, fourth story. <laughs> yeah. And when they did um, a show, they had a car chase, the movie theater, and they asked everybody to take their clothes off the clothesline. <laughs>
0: Wait, where was... Why,
1: why did they do that? Where was the theater? How did that... No, no, they were um, shooting a car chase scene. Oh. So they were going down McGinnis and turning up Norman, or one of the streets, and along McGinnis, they asked everybody to take their clothes off the line. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, uh, that's the things that I remember that were, fu- you know, funny. But When um, was
0: that? Was that... That, I that had
1: to be... Um, well, let's see. They start doing movies. Well, maybe they were always doing movies, but maybe um, ten years ago, fifteen years ago,
0: Do you remember what about? the film was? No,
1: I, I. It's hard to get from one of the workers what film they're shooting.
0: That's true. They can be kind of secretive.
1: Yeah. So they, you know, even recently, I would I would ask, and they would be like beat around the bush.
0: So. So, what did you know? Did you know anything about Greenpoint before moving here?
1: Well, know? I knew. Um, It was the Garden Capital of the World. That's what it's been called. I would see a sign here, uh, the Garden Capital of the World, Greenpoint. So I said, there must have been some beautiful gardens in people's backyard, but from the street, you can't see them. But once, uh, if you walk down sometimes streets, you'll see um, bushes that are at least, that are old. And so, you know, that back then, I mean, for a sign to say that, it had to be, you know, something... Special in people's backyard or in the parks. Maybe they had more parks. The other thing I found out, um, I didn't realize for such a little neighborhood, I always thought it was Polish and Catholic. um, There's a mosque here, there's Protestant churches, and there's a synagogue that I think was boarded up, and I think they reopened it. And I said, Well, how did, how did, I said, and so when I took the tour with the Brooklyn Union Gas, they sponsored a tour, and the tour guy said um, the ship cap. I said, how, how, where did all these beautiful homes come, you know, come about in this poor neighborhood? Considered it a poor neighborhood. <laughs> he said the ship captains, because the boats used to come here along the water, and the ship captains built their homes along the water here and built beautiful. There, there is some nice looking house. I don't know if you've been in some of the. Home- buildings here? I haven't seen the ones you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. There, Some of them are gorgeous. You know, even um, downtown Brooklyn, I, the tour was all over here, and um, Brooklyn, um, Bedford-Stuyvesant. I said, wow. Oh, i have to tell you a story. We were going to Bedford-Stuyvesant, and it was a Brooklyn uni- Union gas, and we took a taxi because we didn't know what trains went there or whatever. We told the driver where we were going. It was early in the morning. He was a nervous wreck. He took, when people hear Bedford Stuyvesant, they hear um they're gonna get mugged, killed, murdered. He didn't want to go there. He was so nervous driving there that I, I, I said, Oh my gosh, what are we getting ourselves into? And we took the tour there. He let us off and um I said oh my gosh so we took the tour and some of the homeowners oh my gosh if this neighborhood has some nice insides oh my gosh Bedford Stuyvesant is gorgeous some of those homes from the 1800s I mean gorgeous floor to ceiling sliding mahogany doors I mean it was gorgeous all original everything so we took the tour and one of the um people who bought one of the buildings, renovated, and we told them the story about the taxi driver. And she was a black owner, and she said, she says, well, when I was growing up, she she says, it was a black neighborhood, and the town drunk happened to be a white guy. (laughs) She says, every neighborhood has the good and the bad. I said, I don't know how they got such a bad reputation. So, here the taxi driver was a nervous wreck just driving us there, and we were going to be walking around the neighborhood, but nothing happened, and um, people, you know, you need one bad apple. I was the bad apple on my block. And uh, when the former owner sold, they assumed another rotten apple was coming, you know, to own this building, collect the rents, and leave the building in, in disrepair but i guess every neighborhood every block has their bad apple but um I, I was a maybe i they thought i was a rotten apple but i turned out to be <laughs> the golden apple <laughs> sure. so that's um that's my little story so um it was a long haul you know you have to um save up your money and do this and hope you get the right contractor and keep an eye on the building but um it's a pretty nice neighborhood
0: yeah. Have you yeah. been involved in the community in other ways? Or
1: um, I was teaching English to the illegals um, at the. It was a Catholic church. They turned it into a community center on Java Street. So that was my contribution. I was teaching English.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, let's see. What else have I done here in the neighborhood? I, you know, since I wasn't always living here, you know, day to day basis. But um, um, I, you know, I do my. I, I help the neighbors, the senior citizens, shovel their sidewalk, and I'm a senior citizen, but I'm in good health, and some of them are 92 years old, two doors down from me, and she's outside shoveling, 92 years old. I told her, get in the house, I'm going to shovel for you. So (laughs) I wanted to plant around these trees. I don't know if I would be allowed to, but I says, oh, you know, if they're just going to plant grass or whatever, I would join, and I love gardening, I love planting, yeah. and uh, my backyard is a garden, and my front I fill with flowers and all kinds of bushes, and everybody stops, and I have to give them a story.
0: <laughs> so you're keeping up the, the garden the garden uh, city.
1: Yeah, um, oh my gosh. I, I would love to see some. I wish somebody would have a tour of the backyards here because I'm sure if some of the old-timers still have the same gardens from way back when. So yeah, I don't even know where I would find out about it.
0: I don't know. It's one to it's one to investigate. Yeah. But what was the uh, Brooklyn United Gas? What is what is that organization you're saying was? Um,
1: they, I, doing the I tours? don't know if they contribute money, but they they'll put up a sign. They're sponsoring a tour in different neighborhoods, and they did one here in Greenpoint, and they did the one in Bedford Stuyvesant.
0: About when when did you do those?
1: Um, that also was a good ten years ago. I don't know if they they've done it recently, but those are the best because people actually open up their homes for you to come in and walk around. Right, they let you inside. Yeah, I mean, strangers um, they, and I, I didn't hear of anybody having a problem, but that's um, you, know, you, you know for for somebody to do that in New York they have to be pretty um, <laughs> I don't know what to, what to call them. <laughs> you know, that's do, very unique. Actually, yeah, pretty. that they would um, open up their house to strangers. I mean, they don't stand there and watch you while you're mm-hmm. Looking at the architecture or the um, so, but um, and a lot of people will talk to you. But I, it's you know, I like New York. There's a the good and the bad. But um, I was telling the other table about. I never heard about New York, uh, Greenpoint, on the news. Right. Lo and behold, oh, I hear Greenpoint, and oh, there's a mugging, you know, because they have all the new construction and the people moving in and incomes higher. So all the muggers are cutting it, and the mugger was from the Bronx or somewhere. I said, why are they advertising that? I said, every mugger will be here in Greenpoint. (laughs) That's what I was telling her.
0: (laughs) That was recent that they said that?
1: Yeah, in the last year, last year and a half. I I said, to me, the radio, sometimes they have to use common sense about what they put on the news. The next thing I hear about Greenpoint, you know, they dug up all the streets to put in the sewer lines, the phone lines, whatever so of course you're going to upset what lives under the street and so they advertise on the news that greenpoint is invaded with rats every neighborhood has rats but they had to put it on the news <laughs> all the good that's going on here and the two bad things i had to hear about right. greenpoint on the news
0: what would you like to hear uh about greenpoint in the news oh instead?
1: about all the you know how alive it is now the children are here, and the young people are walking up and down the streets, going home, shopping, jogging in in the park. The park used to be deserted. All, both both but McGoldrick, and McCarran. Um, I took my son to McCarran when the pool was open, maybe uh, thirty five years ago. Then it was closed because vandalism and the muggings and robberies, or whatever, and the low lives. And um, now they reopened the park, and my gosh. I went, walk down Bedford. It used to be ghost town. It's so alive. People, <laughs> shops. I mean, everybody having a good time. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's so, you know, but now that I'm, I'm older, I says, but it's still, you know, it feels good to see your neighborhood. Not that it was a bad neighborhood before, but now, you know, there's, it's alive. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh I I was surprised about Lorimer, uh, especially Bedford Avenue. That was the like Muggers Row. Oh, when? Yeah. About about it, what time? Yeah, uh, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. You wouldn't walk down Bedford Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't come out alive. And now um I mean there's still things happening. That's gonna be a that's a given, but um it's really a hundred percent you know, a hundred and eighty degree three hundred and sixty degree turnaround. I think for the better, you know. You like a quiet, but you you know, the quiet. I I mean in the sense that it, there's no trouble. I mean you have um, kids getting drunk and stuff like that, but that's you know. But you know what? That isn't so bad either. I mean if they're, that that means at least there's something going on. You know, like uh, it's too too quiet. Uh, but the kids are having fun for the most part. They behave themselves and. You know, you hear people going home at night before you didn't hear a sound, 6 o'clock, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so um, that's my story. Do you plan so, to stay in Greenpoint? Um, you know, I have arthritis, so the cold bothers me. So if glu- I take the glucosamine for, for the arthritis. I mean, I, every joint is arthritic. So if the cold doesn't get me to the point where I have to go, I would go for the winter months, but spring, summer, and fall, I would be here, because um, there's so much to do in New York. They have the museums and places to go, things to see, that um, if you go wherever, whether you go to South Carolina, I mean, what are you going to do there? So there's always something here. Once you're established here and you own, um, you have your apartment or a co-op or what condo, I mean it's like coming back home you can always go on vacation or visit but you know and I think if you have a green point I think is a great place to live cuz the the people here are nice I mean I know that the culture um predominantly this or but it's it's a nice mix I mean all the religions we have everything here in such in, in just a few blocks and I think it's good because I haven't heard of any trouble between races or religions, you know, the muggings are muggings, but um, I think it's really nice that all of them live together, and that's the kind of community I would want on the outside. So, I have it here already, so if they would just um show me some more gardens, if I, you know, thank God I have a, a yard, because if I didn't have a garden, then I would be more inclined to either push somewhere else, but I have to have my flowers, I have at the beach, garden, but uh, Sandy wiped out a lot of the plants. So here I didn't get wiped out. I have my magnolia, two magnolias, my fir trees, and my flowers, and my vegetables. Built flower beds, <laughs> the little pond. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So I put in my own uh, sprinkler system by myself, so I'm very handy because I took uh, plumbing, electrical. All the clay, everything I need to know to have a building and to have work done correctly. So that was my goal, so.
0: Where is it on the beach that you have? Uh,
1: Atlantic stuff? Beach, south of Kennedy Airport. Okay. And that's—that uh, that I'd have to do work on now. But again, I want to do it correctly and up to code, and I had three electricians in to move my electric box from the basement to the first floor. Not one gave me a price yet because I don't think they're working under their own license number. Yeah. So again, wait, I got a card from an electrician from that was working at Capital One Bank. So there, from a licensed electrician, I think I'll be able to get my electric back on. It's a 15-room house, and um, it's a shame that uh, I can't get even a quote from somebody out there. So... Do
0: you have any last things to share with me about Greenpoint, about Brooklyn? Hi, yourself? I hope you
1: hear some more good stories from a few more good people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for talking with me today. Oh, yeah. you're very welcome.